Well, good morning, church. Good to see you guys. Listen, I, I just want to get it out there. Uh, I'm limping because I'm sore. We had a soccer tournament all day yesterday. Um, I got a blister on my foot, um, and by we, I mean Gavin had a soccer tournament. Um, I have no idea why I'm sore. I just sat there and watched him play all day yesterday. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it could have been. I woke up this morning like, did I get in the game? Like, what happened? But I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's, been, it's definitely been a long weekend. It's our first, like, select tournament weekend. So it was interesting. Um, some parents, they need prayer, okay? Some parents need prayer. Um, I'm one of them. I'm on the sideline, like, get, throw elbows, get, fight. Like, come on, like, get spicy out there. Uh, but we had a good time. And uh, before we get into uh, week three of Summer of Psalms, I want to just echo what Pastor Matt said um, about camp. See, last week I had to share the stage um, with Pastor Gio and talk about camp. And then this week we had to share the email. But he's not here right now, so I'm just going to get selfish for a minute and talk about youth ministry, okay? There's three types of people who go to camp. There's a, and by the way, I didn't graduate high school on time, so these are not real words, okay? Uh, <clears throat> first kid is camp is what we doers, okay? These kids, they go to camp every year. It's in the plan. It's in the budget. They're going to go. These are my favorite kids because they're already signed up for camp, okay? Uh, the second group of kids that go is camp, of out, or camp is out of reachers, meaning they want to go, but they just can't quite afford it. Maybe they can pay half or pay some. Uh, they want to go, and, and they just, maybe something, you know, parents, whatever it is, they just can't afford camp. And the last one is the what the heck is campers, okay? And I was in this category. And the beauty of when we give scholarships for camp, the beauty of that is we can tell people, hey, call your friend. We have an extra scholarship or two. Tell them to come to camp, meaning they had no idea that they were going to come to camp. They had no plan on spending five days at Black Diamond Camp, worshiping God, getting connection, getting community. That is my favorite moment, and that was me. I got a call from the youth pastor. I was like, I'm not going to that camp. That's corny. I'm not doing that. And he calls me and says, hey, pack your bags. We're leaving for camp tomorrow morning, and make sure your brother packs his bags too. And it was at that summer camp that I got the call to do ministry. And four years later, um, I got the opportunity to do that for someone else. Uh, we have a youth leader by the name of Jamel, and he was working at Starbucks. And uh, I was just getting my coffee, and I'm like, hey, do you go to church? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, we leave for camp in the morning. Do you want to come with us? And he looked at me like I was crazy. And, and he goes, no, nah, I got to work. And his boss is standing right there. And she goes, no, nah, he can have the days off. And Jamel has been with us for six years. Uh, he helps lead worship. He helps lead students. And the reason why I wanted to take time to tell you this is because sometimes, I know for us, my wife and I, I'm like, hey, I want to give four camps this year. I want to, that's $1,000, like, like we, we, let's pull it off, let's figure out what we got to do. And the reason is because it's so important because we get to be part of the stories that are being written and the lives that are being changed. And I was talking to uh, Matthew, who's a sophomore now, and I felt old. I'm like, what grade are you? And he's like, I'm a sophomore. And like four years ago, his voice wasn't that deep. He wasn't that tall. He didn't have more facial hair than me. And I'm starting to realize like this comes full circle. The leaders now were students four or five years ago. And we get to put an investment in church for all. We're here till 2025. The kid that you send this year could be an intern or on staff by the time our next lease comes. Like it's that powerful. It's that beautiful. And so... Please think about sending a kid to camp. Please think about sending a couple to camp. And if you have kids that are like, I'm not going to camp, make them come to camp. 
It's going to be a good time. Um, and so I'm non-confrontational, but if I got to get ghetto, I'll get ghetto. I'll, I'll call your kid for you. Um, but let's get kids to camp. Amen? Amen. Hey, will you stand with me as we get into the word this morning? Psalms 27 is what we're going to be preaching out of. And I'm just going to read through it real quick and we'll get into it. Verse one, the Lord is my light and salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? Someone say, why? Why? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. And even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. Say it with me. Remain. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek the most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating right here in his temple. For he will conceal me when, there, when troubles come my way. He will hide me in a sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. Then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At this sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing and praising the Lord with music. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And I respond, Lord, I am coming. Do not turn your back on me. Do not reject me in anger. You have always been my helper. And don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. Last two, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path. For my enemies are waiting for me. Do not let me fall into their hands, for, I, for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. I got ahead of myself. Two more. I will remain confident. Someone say remain. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. Let's pray. God, I just thank you. Um, Lord, I'm a Dodgers fan, but we have some people in a good mood this morning. I just thank you for the win streak. But more importantly, God, I just pray in these next couple moments, God, that we choose faith, that we choose a little bit of swagger, and that we choose to remain in seasons of battle and in hard times. Lord, we love you. We thank you in your name. Amen. I love, you can sit down. I love like when people are just like, they didn't say sit. Anyways, um, I love that David starts this psalm with the statement of faith. The Lord is my light and salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress protecting me from danger, so, so why should I tremble? Like, I love this statement of faith. He's like, I got God, so what should I worry about? And I think that a lot of times, believers, we put fear and faith in the same boxing ring. I'm a WWE fan, so we booked them in the same wrestling card. We put them in the octagon together. And I think someone needs to be reminded today that fear has no chance against faith in the boxing ring. Fear has no chance against faith in a wrestling match. And I, I often hear pastors preach fear versus faith. Like this is not King Kong versus um, Godzilla. Not even close. So we got to stop putting them in the same weight class, in the same category. Fear has no chance against faith. But what happens is fear comes in statements of faith. Now, these are true statements that I've heard. If I trigger you, I'm not sorry. Number one, I really want to date, 
but I'm just being faithful to me right now. Are you? Or did the last breakup just hurt and you don't want to get hurt again? I want to forgive that person, but I'm just being faithful to my emotions right now. Are you? Or do you just like being a little bitter? I want to join a small group, but I'm just being faithful to my time right now. Are you? Or maybe you're afraid they're just going to know the real you. I want to join a team at Church for All and Serve, but I'm just being faithful to my weekends. I like going to concerts on Saturday. Come on. I'm just kidding. I know there's a concert last night. But like, but like, I want to serve, but I just want to be faithful to my time. Like, I like my weekends. Like, are you? Is it faith? Or are you afraid of failing? I want to send kids to camp, but I'm being faithful to my money right now. Are you? Or do you like buying expensive shoes like me? I want to be faithful, but I want to be faithful, but, and we let fear creep in where it had no place, and it's disguised as faithfulness. Now, I believe on being faithful with our money and our time, but, but it should not be to my emotional time or emo- be faithful to my bank account. Or be, no, it's being faithful with these things to God. And I think when we turn our faith to not things but to God, we begin to get clarity when we want to take some of these risks like dating, joining a team, giving for kids camp, getting closer to God. And I, and I think we rob ourselves because we put fear in the ring with faith and there's no chance. No chance. And I love that David says, why should I tremble? Why should I be afraid? Why should I be scared? Like, like that faith and that confidence. I love that David says, it, says, the Lord is my light and salvation. Why should I fear? But Pastor DJ, people are just awful. Yeah, David addresses that in verse 2. When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Church, I'm going to say it one more time. Fear does not win ever when it comes uh, toe-to-toe with faith. Fear does not win in a battle with faith. And when we begin to have more faith, there's no room for fear. Amen? With faith, fear stands no chance. So why do we let fear creep in? Why? Why? If you're a TikTok fan. Why? Why? Anyways. I put it in my notes, don't say that, but I did. Why do we let fear creep in? Because I think we lost our swagger a little bit. What's swagger, Pastor DJ? It's confidence. Swagger in the Lord. David says, I will remain confident in the Lord. And I think we got to get our swag back. Like, you ever see, like, the best of the best? They have swag when they're about to do what they're good at. Right? You ever seen an athlete? Like, Mike, you know, Kobe takes the, you know, the, the best basketball player ever, Kobe Bryant, takes the court. He's dribbling, chewing that gum, broken fingers, all crooked. He's out there shooting. You ever see Steph Curry shoot a three, does a little shimmy and walks away? I remember going to Seahawks game in high school, and there was a, a Seahawks by the name of, uh, number 79 by the name of Red Bryant. Anybody remember him? This big dude can dance. Pre-game, he's out there eating candy, dancing, vibing, rapping. He's like messing with Russell's hair. Uh, I wish he would have just, anyways. Um, and he's like out there just confident. I was like, he's about to have a game. Went out and had four and a half sacks. And I'm like, there's something different when, 
when you have a little swagger in your step, when you have some confidence in what you're doing or more importantly, what you believe in. And David in verse three says, though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart won't be afraid. Even when I'm attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the one thing I seek most is to live in his house. Now, I would add to, I want tacos. You know what I mean? Like, I would add to the list. But David's just confident. I got God. Verse 5, for he will conceal me when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. Verse 6, then I will hold my head high above the enemies who surround me. At this sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices and shouts of joy. I heard a pastor one time. She spoke at one of our conferences, and she said, walk around like your daddy owns the place. Matter of fact, walk around like your daddy made the place because he did. And that changed my perspective. Walk around like your daddy owns the place. My daughter does that here. She's convinced I'm the lead pastor. I'm like, real, don't wish that upon. <laughs> she walks, dad, can I have chips? Dad, I had hot chocolate. I said, who got that for you? She's like, me. She walks in here, messes up the nursery. She's like four years too old for that room. She's like, what? You work here. I'm like, but it's that confidence. My dad's got me. It's that swagger. If anything happens, my daddy got this. Where is that with God, our heavenly father? We're walking around scared and I don't know, I'm just afraid. And I'm just, where's the swagger? Where's the confidence in God? Fear? No. Faith. Why do we say we can't? I see a lot of arguments on social media about religion. I won't go in because I'm just, it's not me fight with you about the best basketball player in the world, but we won't go back and forth on this. But we hold so tightly on scripture, which we should. But the number one tattooed verse outside of John 3.16 is Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. So why is I can't in our vocabulary? If we're going to hold on to scripture, let's hold on to all of it. Why is I can't roll off our tongue? Pastor DJ, I literally, like, I can't fly. I don't have wings. Okay. But what if we changed our vernacular? Wow, that was a big word. I didn't know I had that one in there. <laughs> that one came out. I'm going to save that one. Hold on. Why don't we change what we say? There's a young man by the name of Gideon. He used to serve on our youth team. And every time he'd leave, I said, Gideon, love you, man. See you next week. He goes, Lord willing. I was like, wow, that's dark. <laughs> But even the change of confidence and swagger to say this, man, that looks hard, but Lord willing. Because now, now we got faith talk. Now we're talking faith now. Man, that, to get out of $10,000 of debt, Lord willing. Save this marriage, Lord willing. My child who just hates God and hates church, I want them to get saved. It's not can't, but it's Lord willing. And we begin to talk faith. We begin to live faith. We have that swagger back, that confidence that David possesses in the beginning of this. It's time for faith talk. Let me ask you this question as the band comes up. They're like, bro, we're about to play for 45 minutes. I think it's just Ashley. Ash, come up. Bring a stool. <laughs> she watched our kids last night, and she's like, how long am I going to be up there? I was like, bring a stool. 
We're going to be at it for a while. First time guests are like, how long is long, bro? Because I grew up in two-hour church. Not that long. What is your response at times of battle and times of fear? I think that's a question that we can really sit on for the week. What is my response? What is my response? Listen to what David says. Hear me as I pray, O Lord. Be merciful and answer me. My heart has heard you say, come and talk with me. And my, heart, or my heart heard you say that, and my heart responds, Lord, I am coming. Verse 9, do not turn your back on me. Do not reject your servant in anger. You have always been my helper. Don't leave me now. Don't abandon me, O God of my salvation. Even if my mother and father abandoned me, the Lord will hold me close. Point number three, God won't. I uh, like to, when I get a topic, I like to Google words because sometimes I don't know them or I just want to know more of them. And this is what it says about fear. Fear stems from real threats. But it also can originate from imagined dangers. Fear can be a symptom of mental health conditions including panic disorder, social anxiety, phobias, PTSD, and most importantly, abandonment. I think that we've put God at a place in times of fear and we think God's going to do to us what his creation has done to us. We've been abandoned or hurt or left and we put the people that did that to us on the same level as God. We think what he, what this creation, what the people he made did to us, that he's going to do to us. Listen, I'm preaching to myself today. I got some abandonment issues. People call it daddy issues. But three uh, men in my life um, who've been present, invested, and gone. Uh, One of them was a pastor that I was really close with. He was like a father figure to me. And over some decisions that were made, we no longer talk anymore. And this was someone that was at my job every day, my first day of my work. Um, this was someone who was at my wedding. And that, that, that trust, that bond had left me hanging. And I chose seven years ago, I'm never going to trust a man in authority because of this. My father, who's a drug addict and alcoholic, was in our lives collectively for five years. And up until about three years ago, we had no relationship. He left us for narcotics and alcohol. And then my stepdad, who was the closest thing to perfect. Now, obviously, he couldn't choose the abandonment. He passed away. But still, that being left behind and abandoned has has created some damage. And I was talking to my therapist about this because this is one of the main reasons why I go to therapy is for abandonment issues. And he likes to ask questions. So, I mean, this is probably all therapists. I've really only had one. But that, like, lets you discover, but it gets on my nerves. Like, he's, like, it's frustrating. He goes, DJ, are they God? I'm like, no. He's like, I think you've put them on the same level as God. He goes, let's reverse engineer this. 
you think God is just going to abandon you after a decision you made? I was like, no. He goes, hmm. You think God's going to, I'm going to go take methamphetamines and drink a lot and forget my son DJ. I go, no. He goes, hmm. He goes, you think he's going to just like die out of nowhere? I'm like, no. He goes, okay. He goes, so why are you putting them on the same level as, as, as your heavenly father who will never leave you, never abandon you? Church, can I tell you today that you may have been betrayed, but God won't. You may have been hurt, but God won't hurt you. You may have been left stranded, but God won't. You may have been uh, ridiculed or judged or hated on, but can I tell you, God won't do that to you. And even if the closest people to you, like David says, my mother and father abandoned me, God won't. And let's have some security in that and some faith in that, that when times get rough and it gets shaky and when I need God the most, and though people have hurt me and abandoned me and broken my trust, God won't. God won't. Verse 11, he says, teach me how to live, O Lord. Lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me. Don't let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things I've never done. With every breath, they threaten me with violence. I remain confident. Someone say remain. I remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, take heart. He says it again, and wait for the Lord. Point number four, we need to remain and repeat. When I was in elementary school, we learned how to recycle. Does anybody remember that? I learned that hymn before a church hymn, okay? And it goes, reduce, reuse, recycle, repeat. Anybody remember that? Okay. Reduce, reuse, recycle, repeat. I heard trash can, trash can, trash can. And then I got married and my wife's like, no, there's two bins. And like, if you go up generations, like at family parties, there's like nine bins, like chicken bones, watermelon skins, cans, diet cans. I'm not venting, don't worry. But I think we can take today's message and put it on repeat you ever hear a good song my kids they love putting those on repeat dad put on sing too no not that one no play it again no play it again I'm like oh faith swagger remain repeat it's title my message today faith swagger Remain, repeat, and remaining is remaining faithful day in, day out to God, faithful to his word, faithful to his call, faithful to his people, faith, swagger, remain, repeat it, uh, repeat. John 15, 4, Jesus says, yes, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, I in them will produce much fruit. Far apart from me, you can't do nothing. Remain faithful over fear. Remain confident in God. Remain secure that God won't leave you. And repeat. Run it back. Put that thing on one song, one song only. 
wake up tomorrow. Okay, it's Monday. I haven't had my coffee. I'm stressed out, but I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to have a little swag today. I'm going to remain and I'm going to repeat. And remind yourself that. Because the day to day work is going to bless you when big battles come your way. You guys ever heard the story of David and Goliath? It's the same David. Same person who wrote this psalm is the same one that slayed Goliath. If you don't know it, I'm going to give you a quick backstory. David, skinny, small boy like Quinn. And just kidding, Quinn's like a whole athlete. <laughs> small, little teenage boy. He's bringing some Lunchables to his brothers on the battlefield. Don't worry, it was the turkey ones. They're way better than the ham. Yes, it had the Reese's Pieces cup in there. Yeah, we keep it real here. He shows up to the battle, and they've been there 40 days, 40 nights, and, and, and uh, Goliath is just big, arrogant, giant, probably a 49ers fan. Sorry, Mama P. Sorry, Mama P. You know I love you. Um, just this talking smack running his mouth and David's like what's what's going on here and you have this whole army standing there like what do we do and they're talking about yeah you know someone needs to slay this, you know fight this dude whatever David who should not be in the ring with Goliath goes what does the winner get like do we get a tournament t-shirt do we get a medal like do I get a shout out on Instagram just kidding none of that happened but he asks he goes what does the winner get? So you, you become king. In verse 32, David says to the king, let no one lose heart on the count of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. There's a TikTok trend right now where parents will run into the room and they say to their kids, they go, hey, put your shoes on. Come on, we're going to go fight. They got a kid your age, just in case. And some of the kids are like, what? I don't, I don't fight. Some of them are like, let's go, mom. Let's go. Shoes on. Where are they at? I feel like the army is kid one. What, him? Like, what about the little one behind? And David's like, I got my shoes on. I got my sling. Let's get it. I got my faith. I got my swagger. I'm ready to go. And then Saul replies, you're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man, and he's been a warrior from his youth. Sometimes that voice will come right back to us, won't it? <laughs> you can't do this. Lord willing. I don't want to be on the sideline when the battle is right in front of me. And we only get sidelined by fear. I want to get locked and ready. I want to hop into the battlefield in faith. And so David responds to this doubt from the king. He goes, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off with the sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned to me, I seized it by its hair. I struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. Come on, we want to talk about faith. We want to talk about swagger. We want to talk about someone living out the actions. He said, fear, what is that? I've been doing this. And the confidence that led David to the battlefield was the fact that he remained day in, day out on the field. 
He remained day in, day out at his father's house. He remained faithful day in and day out, writing these psalms day in, day out. He was about it. He didn't just say it, but he lived it. He had confidence and swagger, and he remained. He said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said, go and let the Lord be with you. David wins that fight with a smooth stone right through the head. I at least would have got something sharper. But I love that faith and swag that he possessed. Point number five, we're going to end on this. Don't worry, Ash, I'm almost done. Point number five, bring it with you. This new song, Faith, Swagger, Remain, Repeat. Bring it with you home tonight. Bring it with you on the next phone call with your child. Bring it with you on your next date. Bring it with you to work tomorrow. Bring it with you to school. Bring it with you to church. See, David showed up not just with Lunchables, but he brought faith, swagger, and his remaining faith in God with him. He wasn't planning on no battle. You know, you ever meet someone, they're like eating celery at 2 p.m. for no reason. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm getting ready for a marathon. You're like, I could never relate to that, but that's cool. David had no prep time. David didn't know he was going into battle, but he brought it with him. That faith, that swagger. In the seasons of remaining, he brought it and he was victorious. Now, let me tell you something. It is a lot easier to preach this message than it is to live it out. And um, we have, my wife and I, we have our Goliath coming up this week. My son, Giorgio, uh, he's my youngest. He's my minion. Um, I think there's a picture of him. We'll put him up. He's on the right. Someone say, aw. Dang, hype him up. Jeez. Someone's over there like, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that's, my, that's my boy right there. And um, I've preached a couple times just about some of his delays. Um, Giorgio's almost five. Um, doesn't talk much. Uh, Georgie has a severe lazy eye, which he has to get surgery on here in, I think, a little over a month, which that, that's hard to even think about, like, putting my four-year-old to sleep to do certain, like, what? Like, that's, but this Wednesday, um, we have an evaluation for autism for Giorgio, and the fear is not that he's autistic. The fear is that we had to pay money we didn't have in a matter of a week and a half to do this. I mean, the miracle was that there was a two-year wait and we got a call like, hey, we have an opening on this day. Can you come? The fear is that, that has tried to creep in is the fact that we just want answers to help our boy. That we just want the right steps and the right things so we can equip our child with the best that we can equip him with to set him up for success. And when I walk into that doctor's office, I, I, there's no room for fear. I, can't, I cannot let that cloud my day. I can't let that cloud the ride over. I can't let that cloud uh, over my wife and over my child. We got to walk in there. We got to bring it with us. 
God, I got faith that we will get answers. God, I'm walking in with swagger like, hey, what's up, doc? Hey, we ready? Let's do this. And I'm going to remain, even if it doesn't go my way, even if, I, if it doesn't go perfectly, God, I will remain and I'm going to put this thing on repeat because as Goliaths come my way, I'm swinging my, my rock and I'm putting it through all the Goliaths' heads. And I want to have that faith. I will remain confident. Church, that's my prayer for you. You may have a smooth week. You may go on vacation this week. My prayer is that you have faith, some swagger. And if you don't have never heard that word before, use it this week on your grandkids or something. And remain and repeat and bring it with you. Bring it home. Bring it to your marriage. Bring it to your friendships. Bring it to your gym. Bring it to whatever you're doing, your business that you own. Bring it with you. Will you stand with me today? I asked Ash um, to get a song ready. I didn't tell her this, um, but I'm going to sing it with her. Just kidding. I don't sing it. She's like, what? But um, this was the song that they sang at the altar at my first summer camp. And the lyrics I might butcher, but says, I will remain confident in this. I will sing the goodness of the Lord. It starts, the Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? And today, Pastor Sue kind of beat me to earlier, but I just want to get a little youth campy. And if you want to just come forward and worship this morning, and you're choosing, hey, I'm choosing faith this week, Pastor DJ. I want a little swagger. I'm choosing to remain and put that thing on repeat and bring it with me. And we just come forward, like no hands, no like counts to three, just come forward. See, I'm choosing faith. I'm choosing to, to have that swagger. I'm choosing to remain and put that on repeat. And we're just gonna take some time to worship. But can I pray for you before I go? Heavenly Father, we just thank you. God, I pray, I pray for confidence and swagger, God. I pray that we believe that even if the closest people abandon us, God, you never will. I pray for faith, God, a bold faith, faith that you intended for us, faith talk. God, as we worship today, I pray when we leave, when we go back to our seats and back to our cars, Lord, that fear is left at the altar. We got no room for it, no capacity for it, and it doesn't even stand a chance against faith. Lord, we thank you and we love you in your name. Amen. Let's worship.